I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Welcome. This is Team Rabbit Hole Edition 284 with Diamond Lightning, Kia Mason, songwriter, musician, producer, Korean-American. Join the team as we get to know Kia, a sprightly songbird making tunes and atmosphere, all while tapping into the Aloha spirit. Welcome and well met. Thank you. That's so sweet. I love that write-up. <laughs> Well, drive-by gnosis, but I don't know you, hence you being on here. So something we do on the podcast is reduce the episode number. In this case, like you said, 284. Uh, 2 plus 8 is 10. Plus 4 is 14. 4 plus 1 is 5. 5 is the Hierophant card in Tarot. The Hierophant, I am the teacher of universal law. It's the high priest, um, basically, card, the Hierophant. Take, uh, caretaker of spiritual knowledge, teaching others what you know, awakening to greater understanding of the world by paying attention to the details. Raphael, what you got? We got one of my most favorite cards. Maybe you can tell what this could possibly be. None of you know tarot here. So this is... Uh, small. It's, what? It's not small. It's I can't read it. But it's pretty. Oh, it's not about reading. It's just seeing the image. It's a flame. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, you know? gotcha. So this is the uh, Ace of Wands or the Radix of the Powers of Fire. We have creation, invention, the starting point of enterprises, energy, action, vigor, money, fortune, inheritance. So, right. Kia, between the Hierophant kind of archetype, Major Arcana, and that Ace of Wands, uh, you know, magic stick uh are there any synchronicities or resonances popping in your brain about that or nay definitely i love that card those both both of them are great um i love the number five the five elements um yeah it's vibing i'm vibing at all <laughs> that's what's up and i don't know how many podcasts you've done but ace of wands is kind of like getting on the horse and saying yeah and like riding off into the sunset eventually <laughs> but um actually you're my first that's that's I don't want mine. to presume, but yeah, yeah. Right. that's so what's up. That's what's up. Uh, so that energy is present where it's like, we're going to be the, you know, higher fan, the fireplace. It can hold the flame, but the fire has been lit. It's like, uh, as a kid, this is not something I'm proud of and don't do this guys. Um, I would take all purpose remover called oops and put it in this Creek and light it in the water <laughs> would light. horrible, horrible environmentally, not conscious child. Obviously I was, but that's very, um, Ace of Wands in any event. Um, my awareness of you, I'm trying to think of how I even turned on to you. The internet is a weird place. Um, uh, so I can't say exactly what made me add you or follow you on Facebook. I'm pretty sure that's where right. it was, but right. I saw some of your output and I was like, oh, you're hip. You're with it. And you're definitely probably team rabbit hole. So asked mm -hmm. you to come on here. Um, so I'm as unaware of you as you are of me <laughs> and mm -hmm. we were kind of chatting in the green room. So 
but yeah. you're you're chill and you're cool. So kind of if you will, um, and you could be as long winded or as short winded as you'd prefer. Okay. Walk us through um your life. <laughs> we'll get to, you know, what you're up to these days at some point, but um you've got a kind of a more a unique tale. So weave it and the conch is yours. Okay. Well, thank you. Um <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I'm adopted, so I'm around three or four. I was adopted by like German, Welsh, Scottish folk, um, totally American. And uh, my father was in the Marines, so he was, he eventually was a colonel, so he was pretty high ranking. My mom's a teacher, um, art teacher. Um, so I had this really unique blend of militant, disciplinary, and creativity, and so that's totally me. Um, and uh, so growing up in California was odd um, during that time. I think I was like the only Asian, one of few in San Clemente. What city? Okay, San Clemente. Yeah, so it's like this really cute little surf town, Christian. Um, there was like skinheads or the Mexicans, and then somewhere <laughs> we were. <laughs> but I honestly had a really, I always felt odd as a child, like I didn't fit in. Um, because I have this Asian shell, but I'm, I'm totally Americanized. Um, there's a lot of family dynamics to to take in and to learn. Um, but somehow I got spit out and I found myself. So <laughs> that's like the super fast version. Um, Definitely super fast. Uh, did you yeah. surf much? Like uh, growing up on uh, the coast, were you like, you know, I into that or? Okay. Surfing scared me as a kid. I had a lot of those dreams of like those huge freaking waves that just like, so I was a little scared, but I'd boogie board on like lower tides and I loved it. Um, and then I tried once in Doheny and I got really jacked up and I was like, okay. And then what was odd was like Julia Roberts was like right there with like oh, a sure. bunch of hot surfers. I'm like, this is very strange. Um, I think <laughs> I was like 17 or 18. But anyways, um, so I, I started to like wake up and just be ready for more. As a 17 year old, I left my home. Um, decided to just fucking go be me, and I was ready. I think my high school friends were like, what the hell are you doing? And kind of just, we parted ways. They were worried about high school. I'm like, I'm getting a, two jobs, um, finding my way. You just and so dipped. I did. You, yeah, you don't I hang did. 10 on the water. You hung 10 in fucking life, apparently. <laughs> You're just like, I did, Deuces. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so it was rough. You, I didn't what triggered so this? I mean, did you read like, you know, Hatchet or like To Kill a Mockingbird and something got like, what was the trigger point here? Like, were you just you know, like, I'm out of here. I've got to do it. Uh, I'm the youngest child. So I okay. was the only one there. And my parents were divorced around 12. And since mm -hmm. the, during that time to like, you know, 17, 17. it was like this being a teenager is just an odd time. <laughs> I probably thought I moment knew it all. Of our lives. Yeah. Um, my mom was probably going through her whole process of a 25 year old marriage disintegrating. Um, but ultimately I think it's like when you're that age and you're a female, you want your own queendom, of, mm. you know? And so um, being such a, um, in a disciplined family, I, I was like, I need to find my freedom. So I did. Talk about Hierophant card meets the Ace of Wands. You're just like, all yeah. right, time to burn down the house and dip. Yeah. Uh, I can Definitely. kind of understand that. So there wasn't necessarily like, oh, I ate acid and I found God. Now I got to go. It was more like. Back later. <laughs> word, word. Uh, we can get to that. But uh, so it was, all, I mean, it was a manifest destiny is kind of a loaded term, but it's like, you were just like, all right, this isn't working. Like you said, I want my own queendom. 
it's time yep. to kind of. And I'm just always curious. It. Like I love learning by experience and doing it, even though you get told like the great advice and what to do and not to do. And you just got to fucking figure it out on your own and fall on your face, fail, pick yourself up. I love that. So that's what I did. And I failed a lot <laughs> and I cool. succeeded a lot too, you know, so it was, I wouldn't have it any other way. What were some of the directions your life went at that point? I mean, did you just go to like, you know, a crack house? Like, what did you do? Did you have, I mean, that's an extreme version, but it's like, did you hang out with people? Were you doing it with like a pod of other orcas doing this? Or were you just like, like try, try to fill in the gaps a little for me? Okay. Um, yeah. So I was like super advanced student, great grades, like four point something, hella bored. Like hella bored. the whole school system sucked. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the next. And that's, prompted to what's out there, the curiosity. Right. And so I did, I went out with like my one red duffel bag. I think I got in an argument with my mom. It was probably not good. I'm like, fuck it, I'm out of here. So I went, no plan, no nothing, no money. <laughs> Just like- It's like a Greyhound station or what'd you do? No, well, I had my car. Oh, okay, but Word. I went, that helps. Yeah, and then of course I met a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Did that whole thing, not the right, right kind. Um, but through that process, what was really cool is um, I actually watched your show with that really beautiful um, English woman, the astrologer, and she was speaking about her life. And I was like, oh, wow, I have a very similar path. Like what happened was I ended up in the like electronic music community worldwide in California. And that really opened me up to just an, an, such a vast different world than this very sleepy, conservative San Clemente town. Um, and so I did a lot of ecstasy that just completely <laughs> right. opened me up. And back then I'd say I hit the tail end of when it was good. And then it went to shit. Like just got like fentanyl and stuff now. I don't even dare. Oh, I, won't, I, won't, I don't touch yeah. any of that. But during that time when I was 18, I was like, wow, you can feel like this with other people and connect in these ways. It just blew my mind. And, um, being so shut down during like childhood dancing for hours was like, Big Incredible. catharsis, big yeah. catharsis. and the music. Uh, even if, so, like, what year is that? Like, um, just to—I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole you. Like, an age or ninety? Okay, dude, that's a good year for electronica. Yeah. Start. I mean, Daft Punk starting to kick in. Not quite mm -hmm. yet to their "We Are Robots." The studio accident happened phase, yeah. but um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, see, because you're a little older than me, so I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, I think I graduated in 2004. Um, so you were aware of a scene. Uh, I guess Prodigy I would have heard of, but that's not, yeah. I mean, that's not, you know, whatever. Yeah. names of bands, I guess, Apex Twins or Apex Twins or whatever yeah, they're called. I, like I appreciated them. During that time, I was around an international crew that we're really into like the European DJs that came over. Mm. And so we're like Sasha Digweed. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but anyways. No, it but was lay them on me and I'll check this shit out. Yeah, so I would consider it like mainstream electronic back then. I've definitely evolved into more underground scenes, but um, that definitely was a very opening period where then I started to question reality, which then led to mushrooms and then led to me completely rewriting everything, which was fabulous. <laughs> It's funny I've, that you started with E and then you went to mushrooms. It's like, holy cow, that's synthetic to yeah. organic. Mm. Yeah. So I think I was just really shut down. And so I wouldn't, I don't like recommend ecstasy, especially nowadays. But back then there was like this tail end where it was, there was a lot of like heart in it. 
where, where you could be in one room with everyone from any different country, any age, and you just, there was no barrier. There was no identity. There was no label. There was, there was not, no shits given. <laughs> just mm. love for the music, the vibe, and just celebrating. And I, I it was beautiful. The it's not dope. like that anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, after the, after the millennial, like the 90s were, cra- I mean, I consider myself a 90s kid. I was born in 85, but uh, it's like, the the analog to digital kind of shift and maybe part of it is the zeitgeist with the millennium and expectations things just sped up and then 9-11 happened which kind of twisted things up um and made fear kind of a heavier reality mm-hmm. i guess you could put it yeah. um yeah it would have been interesting to be uh having a fun time back then because i think it would have been a little more carefree um probably i was definitely carefree and now i i am completely different I don't now you're do careful anything. and you i'm i'm just I don't need anything, you know, like back then you're like looking for answers and needing, wanting, finding. And mm. now it's just, you know, it's different. Be you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just hold, you know, be, you know, be the thing. So when you say international crew, how did you get involved? I mean, it was because of the EDM scene and you were like, oh, yeah. you guys are all DJs from Germany I mean, or whatever. It was like Jordanians, Saudi Arabian, Peruvian. Um, I was the token Asian, <laughs> but right. it was like, and um, it, it, yeah, we had a blast. And all of us are probably much different lives now, but um, it did form us into, I think, just a wider perspective. Um, like I said, I do, don't think the scenes like that anymore. Um, I've DJed over the years. I've been the go-go dancer i've been the promoter i've been the dj what else basically the ticket i mean you name it i played every part and Uh, i the scene has changed the scene (laughs) has changed a lot and um and so is so have i so of course um everything just feels different so it wasn't like an aol fucking chat group and you guys were like oh hey what's up let's meet i'm just trying to get my head around i i mean it's obvious i guess music can bring because it's a universal language, it brings all sorts of types of people together, economic, social. I mean, it's tricky because if you don't have a thousand dollars for a Rolling Stones concert or whatever, you don't get in or whatever yeah. they are these days. I um, know it's crazy. The concerts. I don't get so it. yeah, so there wasn't any like psychedelic or weird. I mean, psychedelic is a weird word. There wasn't any, um, there was nothing much more to the international thing. I was just like, oh, did you go somewhere crazy and meet all these people? Or the, it was just like, that was the, 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 the electronic Mr. Music. was that. Yeah. The electronic music was what brought the international aspect. And then we just kind of found each other and stuck. And then we went through this phase of partying and, and adventuring. And then we kind of all just landed in different directions. So it was just like a little blip in your twenties, <laughs> be reckless. And yeah. Learn from the scabs later. Uh, yeah. It's funny because Raphael's, he went last year, I think, or in a few years before that, um, maybe when COVID wasn't happening, he he's like, come to Azora, this kind of side trance thing over in, I guess, oh, wow. Hungary. And okay. I may or may not go, but I haven't been to Burning Man or anything. I've only been to one festival up in Orcas Island. So it's not like, oh, wow. I'm not on a scene like that particularly, but I love good music, whether it's electronic yeah. or ukulele or whatever. Um, speaking of ukulele, uh, is that something you picked up later in life or have yes. you always kind of traped around with it? it? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I picked it up on a Kauai when I lived there for about 14 years. That um, is a hot minute. That yeah. Is two so, cell cycles of, you know, you know, seven years, you're a new person or whatever. Yeah. So you it's, did a lot it's of It's kind of more there. the exciting time in my life because I feel like I grew up there, even though I was mm-hmm. an adult. 
informed me um, more so than like San Clemente. San Clemente, I was like, okay, yeah, hella boring. Bye. Right. <laughs> uh, what what else is there? And then I moved to LA and did that whole LA shit show. And but at least there's diversity there, right? And mm. um and music. And so I ate that up. And then I had this huge um I had this odd encounter. There's a place called Erewhon. It's like a health food store with this tonic bar and smoothies. And there's one guy that worked there. Um, I was like, you should go see my friend Delilah. And I just felt like I should. So I did. Ended up being that it sounds pretty out there and like woo-woo, but and it, it is. Um, but anyways, this woman, this beautiful like golden Afro powerhouse, just her energy vibe was like alien, if I had to put mm. a word to it. But like, word. I guess priestess would be also, but I, I know some people get repelled by that word. Um, but she did a session on me. I paid for, uh, I paid good money for the for like astrology or what do you no, mean? It, she calls it etheric surgery. Okay, so okay. I, so I'll, I'll tie that previous life to this, why I ended up in Kauai. So I did all that, those drugs, right? Not party, knowing party, party. anything about energy and what it does, how it opens, how you can get a little, what uh, attachments yeah, yeah exactly and so she she did a session on me and she's like girl you know you're a tonic bar i'm like what what do you mean and she's like you're a tonic bar for a lot of people they're just lucian stepping off of you uh, yeah. and i thought what? and i never heard someone like articulate it in that way and so she laid me down on this beautiful room and um put i don't know like 300 plus crystals laying I had a sheet and it was dark and then her voice changed and I was like what the fuck's happening um and these crystals flew off and some broke now what? that's all I know I'm not gonna try to put more like I know this fucking shit but sure. she spoke to me like your life's gonna change um you owe me some crystals. No, she's like, <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I felt so bad, but she's like, it happens all the time. It's normal. And, um, and so she said, your life's going to change. Watch out for the, um, wolves and sheep's clothing. And I was going to Mount Shasta a lot. That was like my, my opening while living in, in LA. And mm -hmm. so, uh, anyways, uh, after the session, she walked and she's like making this kind of dramatic, like, are you all right? Like, walk and i'm thinking yeah <laughs> like am i supposed to feel something more like Duh, white lights and you know i'm i'm a virgin <laughs> i don't know yeah walk in so stuff i didn't notice anything that night i slept i went to my job i was a bartender at the time because i was doing that whole acting bartending shit and i went to my job and they were the whole environment i actually ran out crying <laughs> What? It was so intense. I had no idea that like I was um, energetically feeding my coworkers. Oops. And they were like approaching me in such an aggressive way that I at that time did not understand what she was actually trying to tell me. So which like the was, energy vampirism stuffs. Yeah. Basically. So basically I just like came out from a certain veil right mm. that most people don't even know about talk about or see or even want to i do mm. want to i want to fucking figure out what the hell's going on um what i can do to contribute you know how can i make the people feel good 
you know? Um, so those, those questions, but anyways, that really changed the direction after that. I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of LA. I did. I went to Mount Shasta for like a vision quest. And, um, or was this for the hollow earth kind of entrance portal thing? I've never been there. <laughs> uh, I, like what was your understanding of Shasta? What is your understanding of Mount Shasta? A power, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, it's okay. a powerful mountain and I love mountains. I just, mountains for me are, are part or just as important as the sea. Um, mm. And so I went up there, I fasted for like three days and, and mm. slept on the mountain and just realized, did a vision quest and, and then ended up meeting this woman. Fast forward. I'm kind of fast forwarding all these details because it's just good. Like dumb, but um, no, they're not dumb to me. Start there. Okay. I mean, we could literally hang on Mount Shasta for 30 minutes. And I'd be like, what is it? How is it? Is it big? What? I mean, I've never been there. So um, yeah, in any funny. event, yeah, don't, don't feed. Yeah, it so is what it is, but yeah, don't be too self-conscious. Oh, Flow. yeah, thanks. Just jam, man. Okay, jam it. <laughs> um, so this lady was like, oh, tell me what you see up from these rocks. And so I did. And it was an island with rooster and egg. Um, I might be forgetting a few. And so I get this call from a friend, like, she's crying. Her boyfriend's ditching her for her Hawaii trip. Do you want his ticket? Oh, and man. I was like, that's Ground so weird because I just did this vision quest that's like, go to Hawaii. And so um, long story short, I ended up going to Kauai, not really knowing how magical it actually is. And then when I landed, my connection to that land was like, I just never experienced anything like that. And I stayed there for about 14 years. Um and I did raise a kid there. Um, I had a lot of growth on, and a lot of like fucking hardships on that island. It is an intense paradise with a cost, you know, but I came out better than I, I went in. So it worked. <laughs> That's what's up. Having uh, moved to Oahu and been in Waikiki for a year and then down uh, downtown Honolulu. It's weird because um, I have not been to Kauai. I've been to Maui, which is like, oh, I, you can't even encapsulate some of the stories. It's like, oh, illegally camping on a golf course watching whales breach or, you know, right. shit like that, right? So it's like, Hawaii is a weird city. What year? Um, what year? Mm -hmm. uh, that was, I got there in 2010 and we left at like October or maybe uh, like a year and a half, basically the end of 2011. Okay. So it was, it was it was a weird trip. I got baptized in the Pacific on Easter, but I lost my oh, V card yeah. to a hooker. On, uh, so it was just like, what is going on here? It was it was a wild place. I got a Jupiter uh, line right near Honolulu, so it's like a lot of oh, stuff wow. happens. But uh, I digress. The point being, it's it people won't know unless they go there. And I haven't been to the Garden Island. I've just been to the meeting place or whatever yeah. um, in Maui. But uh, I don't know if it's because it's the land of Moo kind of Moo right. stuff, and like these are the old mountains. Or my theory was like, oh, this is a geomagnetically like active. I mean, it's relatively fresh earth because mm -hmm. of the volcanism. Um, right. So there's just like there is a vibe and a spirit, aloha spirit. I mean, it's kind of what they call it. But mm -hmm. it, it trips you out, at least for me, because it was like never, never land where it's like it's always nice. And then it turned into like, oh, there's an ABC liquor store on every corner or whatever. <laughs> I'll just party like Waikiki, right? Waikiki and then I just kind of so lost weird. my shit. Yeah. yeah, it's like Vegas on the water. And I haven't been to Vegas, yeah. but it's like that's the idea. It's just like cut loose man and you know whatever in any event um what were some of the highlights i mean you had a child there you had a whole yeah. you had like two seven year things you had life there i mean that's a chunk of life um, yeah 
Tell I had us my about Saturn Kauai. return there. Um, oh, I must have had some like Plutonian shit going down because that was like seven years of like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's crazy. What shit. was so disorienting? Were you like, uh, like, walk me through that? I mean, it was like, am I a woman um, or not? Like that level or like part of what? the disorienting was I was around probably bad choices in men a few mm. rounds, but right. also I think when you're rewiring everything. And what I love about that island is the mana. It's legit. Yeah, that yeah, land speaks to you if you listen. If you're humble, you're receptive to it. It it heals. Um, it can. Uh, I mean, it inspires. It it has answers. Um, and so, uh, I forgot the question that you asked. Kauai drive by. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, a big chunk of time, but it's like highlights, lowlights. Everything. Okay, so three months after I, I landed there and decided to move there, I got pregnant. <laughs> Whoa, that's a shift of gears. And it was because I was like probably in my group of previous friends, the last one to ever get married or have a baby. And I oh. was basically the first one. And I think I was 26. So I was okay. 26 and I thought, fuck, I've never been in this position. I didn't really think like abortion. I, I just like, I was like a girl. You know what I mean? I, I feel like you're, every woman is like this girl, and then you become this woman when you birth a child. And there's a lot I'm of hormonal not- changes and stuff. I mean, I think you really physiologically change. I, mm-hmm. I'm a bachelor, so it's like I don't know how it is to live for something else. I'm too selfish for kids. Um, but I think it changes you fundamentally, like neurologically, where you're like, I have to defend yeah. this and provide. And you can, like theoretically, there's bad parents. But right. uh, yeah, it seems like you just shifted gears uh, as yeah. a woman, like you're saying. Yeah, it was pretty miraculous just to see like the miracle of it. It really is. Um, I don't know how de- I had a natural birth. I really wanted to do that. I did. Um, it's fucking intense. I didn't have the orgasmic birth, which was like the new fad during that time. Right. <laughs> but, but I do believe in it. I do believe that we're programmed to have like these painful births that are traumatic. And it just there's always like I'm always open to a better way or why not or how come it's not. You know, so, um, but as far as smoothness, I had a beautiful Hawaiian midwife. Um, I couldn't have written it any better. She's healthy. My daughter, she's 15 now. It's fucking crazy. Gnarly. Yeah. It's like, oh, she could drive shit. Okay. I know. We're, we're you know, driving. The story continues. Yeah. It's like, hopefully she doesn't just get in the car and ditch you like you're what you did, right? I don't think she will. I don't know. But um, so yeah, we what's crazy though uh, mm-hmm. is... I think Henry the eighth was the, like the reason women like kind of get in the stirrup kind of situation and like mm-hmm. on their backs and all that stuff. This could be an urban myth. I'm not a historian and I'm not a midwife or whatever. So, um, the idea was women normally do it kind of the way you're talking about it, maybe even standing up or in water. And it's like, there's way mm-hmm. better ways to do it. And then mm-hmm. I guess Henry the eighth was like, I want to watch my offspring come in and it became like an English cultural thing. And it's really mm. not healthy for the woman or physiologically like better. It's like much more difficult to give birth on your back in that way. I don't know yeah. why it's like the the go-to method. Um, I don't want to be like European colonialism all the way, but it's like that seems to have, Happened you know, lot. it's like, why the fuck? Yeah, it's like, there's better ways. Um, let's try the better way. Maybe take a poll. I don't know, because uh, like I, I'm a man, so I don't have children. But um, the fact that you did it drug-free, I mean, that's a... Yeah. I guess it's a harrowing process, but if you do it right, it's much less harrowing, I guess. It's, the, it's yeah. kind of why I'm saying all this shit. It's like the way um, the body is laying in traditional, in modern, traditional, in modern um, pregnancies and birth, birthings, 
Uh, it's just not conducive gravitationally and all sorts of stuff. It, it's just like, this isn't, it yeah. could be easier. Um, yeah. So you basically had the child, the girl, the daughter, what's her name? Yeah. Did you make it all Hawaiian? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anamika is, or Anamika in Sanskrit is um, the nameless ones, or one who's so beautiful that they can't be named. Um, I really love that because she's, she, you know, I did a meditation when I was pregnant. I heard Anika. I knew it wasn't that. And and so then when she was born, I think it was like a few days after where the name came through. And um, it was actually by an Indian woman. And as soon as I heard, I'm like, that's it, you know, because I didn't want to be like, oh, I want to name her Lindsay. <laughs> I don't know. Right. You know, like, it's just funny, like, name your dog, name your um, child. And I really wanted her to tell me what her name is. It's it's a little different, but it just felt right to do it that oh, way. That's so, cool. Yeah. Is, is your name, I mean, were you given your name? And Do you know what Kia means? So I've had three names. Um, oh, shit. Being adopted, I my original Korean name is Kim Min Sun. So okay. they say last name first. So in America, it would be like Min Sun Kim. And okay. so that was obviously not my name. It changed to, I can't believe I'm going to uh -oh. tell you this, but I well, like you. So I'm going to tell okay. you. We're in, guys. So my adopted, I know, right? My adopted parents named me Stacy Walters. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty uh waspy name it's, uh, it's, get the middle name lee stacy lee, lee walters. walters so okay that's got a vibe yeah. a particular it, kind of was, karma going that way yeah i know uh, right how quickly did you shed that like when you were like 18 um, you're like i'm doing something else on that vision quest on, on shasta i just was like i know it sounds woo woo even my mom at that time was like are you in a cult because like i was changing so much and and I'm like, I'm changing my name. <laughs> and it scares people. Asa Watts, I am, man. I am Burn a change. I change all the fucking time. People can't keep up. I don't care. I just, I can't <laughs> not change. Like, do does you. anyone not, not change? You know, like, why is change so fucking scary? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> that was my so, rant. <laughs> no, yeah, you're all good. That's what we're all, all about here. So, Kia, uh, you... Did you, I mean, when you say you got on the vision quest, were you like on mm -hmm. mushrooms? You're like, oh my God, I want to be called Kia or like. I was actually sober, but word. I combined the two names. So Kia, or I, it's actually Kia, <laughs> Kiana Sun, right? So that's the okay. fusion of my adopted name and uh, the birth Korean name. Because um, Stacy is actually Anastasia and okay. which I, I'm, I'm good with that. Stacy's a little you know, that one was hard. Even in school, they called my name for role and it was like, huh? You know, there was no, it just, register. no. Yeah. And so, um, uh, I felt like that would be like bringing it all together. Cause I really don't have Korean culture. I love kimchi. Mm -hmm. Like we mentioned, um, yeah. my daughter ironically is more fucking Asian than I am. <laughs> like, I think everybody like in the post internet age is more Asian than a lot of actual. I do. And it's beautiful. Uh, it's when I was growing up, Asian was not cool. It's like, oh, you're good at math. And oh, you know, that whole shit. And I was just like, this is so fucking weird. I, I feel as white as can be because my parents are. And here you yeah. are reminding me that I'm fucking Asian. And I'm like, huh? I don't get it. But anyways, that's my whole. It's going to be um, its own trip where it's like it the is. software isn't matching the hardware exactly. And they're no. like ridiculing the hardware. And it's like, wait, but I'm running fucking Apple like you are. Why are you talking about the color of my phone? Uh <laughs> 
weird. Yeah, one time when I, I think I was like maybe 10 or 12, this like skinhead came up to me and was like really aggressive about Asian. And it just scared the shit out of me. Like I'm American like, History X shit, basically? Yeah, like just because no, I was yeah. Asian. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't, I try not to well, do that. Yeah, you know, it's 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 so silly. I'm like, okay. I think people (laughs) who are really racist tend to be really simple. Like it's just uber low resolution tribalism, basically. I don't. I mean, I was hearing somebody talk about Hitler, and it's not so much. This is a weird way to put it. Hitler wasn't. um, I'm not going to say he wasn't racist. I don't think it was quite that simple. He had a high level of disgust, and he looked at things that weren't part of the Aryan culture as like, you know, sicknesses or whatever. That's right. I mean, it turns into racism clearly, but um, it's interesting. I would, I would not that I care that much, but it'd be interesting to see. Like, is that guy just regurgitating his culture and just kind of the barking, barking the lines of the party kind of thing? You know, like it's right. not his thinking, and he's just a machine in the fucking. You know how cognizant of his hate was he? Because I, it's one thing. I, let's put it this way, and this is a weird thing. And we were kind of talking about it in the thing uh, in the green room. Um, having lived in Hawaii, being white. Uh, Halle, yeah. spiritless, according to you know the locals. Oh um, I was the minority, without right? Breath. Without breath, yeah, yeah, exactly. Without ha, right? Exactly, spirit. Um, but uh, being the minority, it was like it was a not a bad mind fuck, but it was it was a wake up call, which is like oh it shit. Uh, yeah. So it would be interesting to see, kind of. I mean, I don't really care, and we can't ask him now. But that dick, uh, either he was totally an NPC, <laughs> like racist <laughs> bot for his fucking family or whatever. Uh, or it would be interesting to hear his reasoning if there would be any to that kind of stuff. Because I guess what I was getting at Probably is low tribes are real. Like, uh, like, like we're all earthlings. I get a that. Mean but mom. Like, a mean mom, right? Um, well, so it, what, it, it gets tricky. You, anyway, Rafa, jump in. Continue on. I'm curious about this. So first, I love hearing your story. And uh, so, what would you say in terms of racism? Because I mean, one thing is obvious: it's being hugely medialized and weaponized oh, for certain. Yeah. But just in terms of both of your like general sentiment, because mm-hmm. I've been through America, but you know, only in certain communities and with certain people, I didn't sure. encounter any racism on hate street or something, you know? So would you say like, there are certain certain groups that maybe are like this really because probably, you know, they've also been tribalized usually by the government or some nefarious, you know, it's usually a control tactic anyways. But mm-hmm. would you say this is like prevalent that people are racist? Because I think in America particularly, I mean, there's everything that's kind of what America is in terms right. of immigration nation, no? Yeah, I don't try. I know it's getting like stuffed down our throats, the whole racism. And I, I actually try to not. Um, even listen to it or or even think much about it. But but in regards to like growing up in that way, because the irony is like, I'm freaking white as you can get. <laughs> but like, of course I have the Asian shell and I've learned to actually really love it and appreciate it. Well, as a kid, I, I didn't. I was like, oh, I want to be blonde or some shit, you know, playing with my Barbies. And, but as far as like the racism in the US at the moment, everything's so inflamed. It's hard to like really measure, but going out, I live in Virginia right now and every once in a while I'll go out right? and um, I'll, I I always forget I'm Asian and then someone will have this like vibe and I was like, and I'll pick up on it because I'm pretty intuitive and they'll like kind of have the scowl. And I mean, we've been programmed. There's the coronavirus. It was Chinese. People might think I'm Chinese. But then when they hear me fucking speak, their whole face, they're like, 
they don't know like what to do for the moment. And, and I, I find it in those little moments, but it doesn't bother me. Um, even in more like actual severe, like maybe hostile uh, vibe, it just seems so like, I just don't connect with it at all. Like I don't, You're you know, it's like, it. kids. yeah, well, it's like kids. Like there's no, such yeah, it's thing. petty. It's like, what the yeah, fuck are you talking about? Exist. Yeah. So I'm just kind God of asking in a sense, whether it's like how, how much it really is there, but of course, ultimately it's all about one's own reaction just because yeah. I'm like trying to imagine, I mean, in any country uh, you have, depending where you are, you know, people look at whites, people look at blacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like what Jim was saying, you go to Hawaii and when I move there, I'm oh, like, you were one. Of oh, yeah, you're, you're I've, in. I've never experienced this. And I was like, wow, I'm like a local, you know, if yeah. until they hear me speak <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh you're, you what know. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pigeon. It's funny because yeah. cruelty, I think, is the, the, you know, the malice and the cruelty because um, growing up, I mean, I have kind of more almond eyes and mm -hmm. um, I was called Chinese blonde and I'm <laughs> Scotch, Irish, German or whatever. You know, it's like, I was like, what? So <laughs> ignorance is it's a bell curve. You know what I mean? There's monkeys on the one end who are like, we are all one earthlings. Yay. And they are woke to that. And then there's people who are like, if you don't have blonde hair, fuck you or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's, it takes all kinds on the one hand, right. but it's, I appreciate your um, sentiment of, of it's absurd. I mean, maybe that's the best way to approach it. So it's like, Speaking how do you deal blonde, with a dog? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's funny. I used to have blonde hair. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, you can't tell now. I don't have a preference of hair color, but my daughter had blonde. And as a Hapa, which is half yeah. Asian, half, uh, you know, Caucasian, the babies do not have blonde unless they have that, they have that recessive gene. She has yeah. blonde or had blonde. So back, I mean, because I'm adopted, I don't know what the fuck, but generations back, you just don't know what's in me, you know, but mm -hmm. what the irony is, I completely vibe with celtic druid um scottish irish maybe british i don't know but it's i tartarian Raphael. <laughs> right <laughs> what i'm about to say i think he, well, i cut you off and it, yes, so yes, basically you're just, saying just your continue. daughter is a toehead and now she's not kind but of. oh basically what i just wanted to say in terms of the research it's really interesting because just like you said often we get this i guess highly simplified variant of genetics where it mm. says recessive dominant that's what you learn in school and right. there's so many things it's not exactly like that apparently because okay. no well you you would be the proof of it no like how could that otherwise happen if it's only right. recessive and your daughter is blonde on okay. a very simplified level that would sure. be impossible if blonde is recessive only and it's only right. a one way one layer thing and then of course the question is who's back in the line and yeah. also how is genetics actually working and probably yeah. it's much more interesting and your daughter would be kind of proof of that yeah so thanks yeah. for bringing it up it's, it's yeah, very it interesting, is interesting. Yeah. i know he said back in the line i just thought of avatar the last airbender i don't know if you ever uh, watched that yeah. with like all the avatars in the past he's like i'm the, right. I'm the last one anyway i didn't mean yeah. to cut you off no, no, no. Yeah, that's it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see a child like part of your genes and you're like, what the fuck? It's it's like kind of mind blowing. Actually, it's psychedelic, actually. That's one of the like, reasons I don't do want children. Like a half you running around. It's like, what? I the know. Fuck? Yeah. And she'll do things that she never like has seen me do that I did as a child. And I'm like, wow, that's a fucking trip. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you it's know, weird. Good things. So 17 or 14 years ish. Um, so you had the child kind of early on in the adventure. 
mm-hmm. and you kind of melt it in. I mean, it's a big melting pot for Asians. Like you said, half, I think that's like Hawaiian, yeah. Japanese kind of slang for half, mm-hmm. half, like, you know, half, half breeds too strong a word, but it's like mixed race, I guess. Um, so what were some other highlights? I mean, having a natural birth is pretty crazy and early on mm-hmm. in the adventure. So were you on a farm with chickens, like this little vision, like <sighs> did roosters play into your life much or whatever you saw on Shasta? Oh, in Mount Shasta, uh, I was just at the top of the mountain and I ran into this lady. Um, so yeah, but the Kauai thing was basically, man, it's like 30 lifetimes squeezed in there. Um, but basically I arrived like scared and needing to like just empty out and then rebuild whatever that meant. I did. And it was messy. And I, I, I was, um, probably a wreck, but I didn't like appear it, but you know, the internal dialogue. Um, and then I also found like my, myself through the nature there. It's so magical when, and the time I was there, it wasn't super crowded like it is now. So I had the last tail end of the glory days, which you could have a beach to yourself all day long and not see one person. It's not like that anymore. So I would have these very beautiful, long nature, um, experiences. I would go hike into the Nepali coast, which is not uh, reachable by a car. You have to either boat That's in. That's the postcard kind hike. of uh, yeah. beaches with the mountains coming to the ocean. Yeah. Seen it, but not been there. Yeah, that looks crazy. And it's isolated. It's like the womb of the island. So mm. it's even more, <clears throat> it's even louder there because the outside world is like buffered and you, you, you go deep. It's, and that's how I am. I'm like, I like to go deep, jugular, fucking figure it out, move on, you know? And so that's what that process was for me. And also learning the magic, um, the magic of nature, the magic of um, that, the way we've been programmed to create reality is just one very limited version. And there's so many other options and so many other fun, more creative ways that we can actually do and move things. And so that was part of it. For instance, um, in in Kalalau, it's like this amplified area, right? Mm-hmm. One day you'll be hiking and there's like beautiful waterfall, river, just total peaceful. You bump into a, a, an acquaintance and you're like, God, I wish we could have ice cream randomly five minutes later a boat hauls in with this character um who boated an ice cream for the people that are in there it's like that it's Mm -hmm. really you just can't write this shit like you don't even so it what it did was it rewired the way um i perceived how things work and i think that's really important for all of us that maybe we don't have it figured out maybe we don't know that's a yeah. safe bet. Uh, we yeah. definitely don't get it all. There's more to the picture. I try to live between a juxtaposition of two kind of mantras. Um, this is like, how white am I? So Pink Floyd has a lyric that says, all you touch and all you see will all, is all your life will ever be. It's a very kind of materialistic kind of like, you you are what your experiences are um, kind of thing. And then Neil Young is like, there's more to the picture than meets the eye. So it's somewhere between the, bo- I mean, it's both at the same time. So it's like, it's way more than you could perceive. X-rays were mm-hmm. real before we knew about them through technology. But we had to, go out and experience it firsthand before we knew the case or whatever. Okay. It's a trip. Life is fucking crazy. So it sounds like you got more lucid uh, mm-hmm. or whatever, however you'd put it uh, in yep. uh, Kauai. What were you, um, you were go-go dancing and bartending and all this stuff before all that. What was the yeah. transition of life to Kauai? Cause that's farm. It's country more or less. I mean, maybe yeah. not so much now, but it's like a Total few country. hotels and then country. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I am a country girl for sure. I can city slick, but not so much anymore. Um, mm -hmm. but like, but I'd say the mushroom trip that totally changed. Like before that one crazy whatever Delilah experience, I had a mushroom trip. I did a hero's dose, and um, five grams in silent darkness McKenna style. You mean? Or like, what you, uh, like a, a Terrence McKenna was like deep five grams in darkness. Yeah. You know. Well, no, not that or, way, but like, uh, I a, a lot. And yeah. um, the, my boyfriend at the time went into the bad trip and I went into okay. the opposite. Like Bruce Lee was there. I was talking to Bruce Lee. I'm like, I fucking get it. Cause I was like studying Jeet Kune Do at the time. And okay. it's like, there is no limitation. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, you hear it, you say it. But in that mushroom trip, I fucking felt it. You know what I mean? And I don't know, it was enough to see him and to converse. It sounds fucking crazy. It is. It doesn't. Um, no, it's all archetypes of dope. And that's I know, right? Yeah. That boyfriend, before he went down the um the bad trip, he saw me like create water in this bottle. I don't know. I can't explain it. But it's just Waterbender. One, of those, one of those like beyond it was a strong dose. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, shit, it, it gets tricky. We've talked about this, I think, last or at some point. Like uh, Terrence McKenna, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's kind of the mushroom DMT kind of yes. dude, spokesperson back in the day, like yeah. Timothy Leary was for acid. Um, and he and his brother went down to South America and basically had mass, like, I think, like, you know, 10 grams or something crazy, you know, like a lot for a long yeah. period. And they were like fucking with levels of reality. And it gets yeah. into anecdotals like, is this happening? Is this a trip? Yeah. Is it hallucination? I like, I think his book yeah. is called True Hallucinations. So they're like, we have a key. I don't know. I'm not even, I should do more research before I talk about bullshit. I don't know. But the point is, I wouldn't, how would I put it? It's it's very possible in a quantum weird universe that weird shit can happen. I mean, we mm -hmm. don't have the answer. So, so when you say, "Oh my gosh," if you start writing it off as, "Oh, I was on drugs," like I don't need, I don't need you to do that right away because who knows? Yeah. Like you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, if I had, true. if it was just me, I might have been like, "I don't know." But the, with when, myself, man. Both of us <laughs> saw the same thing. It's like I don't know. You guys. And just you know. as a reminder, Jim, I mean, we've had Brian on a few times, a dear friend of mine, the Wizard of Odd, whom I, whose deck I just showed you, actually. This is his deck. And, um, you know, he's telling crazy stories. There's very small, simple effects he's even showing, you know, I guess, which are for public consumption, just like, you know, having a rod and making it spin without mm. touching it, right? So mm. magnetics, yeah. Um, but I'm 100% sure there's, you know, all of these things and more that are possible. It's just that usually we're so conditioned not mm -hmm. to trust ourselves in that. And even if we see it, trying to make up an explanation for it, even though it obviously wasn't a normal linear way how it happened. So, yeah, I, I would yeah. very much encourage everyone to really take these things seriously, in a sense, yeah, and not trying to, you know, put them away. And aside from that, in terms of the stories you told, I guess it's this is what they call synchronicity, right? When mm -hmm. you didn't realize it's a connection and meaning. And one thing, just for my own exploration also, have you had any personal experiences with the so-called Mandela effect? Yes, still do. Oh, Would you like to yeah, share? Yeah, okay, lay it on. My own story, but I want to hear yours, yeah? No, I want to hear yours. because okay. you first. Okay, <laughs> so, afraid. All right. I don't so, sound crazy. Yes, yes, no. So I've been, uh, I mentioned Hate Street, so one could also say, you know, I, I got lost into in dimensions on Hate Street, and that's why that happened, because I spent one month in San Francisco, was the most amazing time. Anyhow, during these three months, I was in the U.S., traveling all around, 
I was already pretty, you know, health conscious and so on. So I deliberate and I wasn't, I had only been one time for one week in the US. So all these supermarkets and stuff was new for me. You know, I was excited to be in Walmart, you know, and see the people and, oh, you know, and everyone, everybody was so friendly, you know, and for me, it was like, awesome. I was in a great mood. Anyhow, Taco Bell Pizza Hut, no way. <laughs> yeah, no, that, those we skip, but America. you know. So, in any case, because health conscious, so of course I'm gonna look specifically for products that I think I can eat, right? And I know I'm in America, so standards may even be more strange than in Europe. So I want to make sure. So I look at these things. I want to eat salad. So I'm looking at vinegar and so on. You know, I have all the trash, and then you have these things with the worst label ever and look super yeah. like from 1990 or something. And it's called Bragg's apple cider vinegar, if you're familiar with that one. And um, so I bought it. I bought it not just once. I bought it in different cities, in different supermarkets and so on. And then a few months later, this I'm at home again. This Mandela effect comes around. And I'm, of course, browsing through it, all the examples with Star Wars and whatever. And then it says, yeah, and there is this vinegar. And it's now called Bragg. There is no apostrophe S anymore. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not, maybe I don't have a photographic memory, but there's no point for me to make up anything. You know, if it's a brand name, it's a new experience for me. It's not my native language, you know, so I'm going to save it as is. I'm not going to add things or anything. But now they discovered all the bottles, even people that they had it at home, changed to brag. All the labels, some people still call it brags for whatever yeah, remnant reason. Yeah, but but the, there is no evidence anymore that this was ever on the label or ever the name of the company or something. So for me, that was just like my individual present. I was like, oh, how nice, because <laughs> if I trust higher self or synchronicity, then I know I'm going to get a signal that will be clear for me where I don't have to doubt about it. And this would mm -hmm. be such a case because who knows what the, ever they said in Star Wars. I didn't watch it a hundred times. Yeah? But with this, this was a fresh, clear experience. So that was kind of the proof for me that something there is going on. Or I would have to say I'm hallucinating. And maybe yeah. everything is a hallucination, but I'm not going to you know, denigrate my own perception and understanding just to conform to something. I'm rather going to follow that and see where it leads. So I'm curious about your story. Well, I've, I would say that it happens a lot more than I acknowledge it. Um, just because I go and change so much. I'm pretty radical. Um, eccentric maybe is a better word. Um, but so I, there'll be like six sections of my life where I just completely change. Like my life in Hawaii, all that shit that happened, all that beauty done. And then I'm over here in Virginia. I'm married now. This is my version on a more like very personal because even though all that shit happened and it's it's sweet, like you want to know about my past, like I had to like really go through it because I don't relate to any of it. It is a good story and it is very helpful, like the context, because it, it is odd maybe, you know, some of the qualities like being adopted and um, some of the stuff I've been through, I forget that maybe it's beneficial to share it sometimes. Maybe it's not, I don't know. But anyways, um, the Mandela effect for me is like, because I go through such radical changes, it's, it's almost like it didn't even happen. It's so fucking weird. And it sounds like I'm a crazy person, but there's people from my past, like that will want to pull me into these memory things. And I, I can't, I won't because I don't live there. And I, I appreciate people that want to do that. And um, like I had some like exes that like want to go down that and I'm like, I'm, I just can't, you know, it's, it's, it's different. So in, in that way, and yes, I've had that version of the brags as well. And all the ones that I've seen on YouTube, my husband and I laugh about it because we're like, what the fuck that 
I could have sworn it was like that. And I'm spacing on those actual examples right now. But as Berenstein far as like, bears, yeah, that the main one for me, I was like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. I, know, I owned all those books. So it's like, I feel betrayed anyway. But then like doing so many psychedelics, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe I burnt some synapses out. Shit. Yeah. Actually, this is a funny story. You're like, so I went to the dead concert, the fairly well in Chicago and I got mega dosed by mistake. I was someone mega dosed me. Onions. <laughs> I'll just say it like that. Yeah. Um, my understanding was it was like, just going to be a little, and then it was known that it was like the fucking deal. And so I sat there like, oh, fuck, I'm in a sea of 60,000 people about to lose my shit. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do? And so um, the person I was with that actually did the mega dosing on me went fucking wacko and was like that guy that was like, I don't know, like the hell, like his face looked like hell. <laughs> Yeah. He was going through the, the fire of hell. And so I'm like fucking frying. There's Bill Murray, John Mayer here. Um, I don't know, fucking every industry person you can imagine. And I'm like, I cannot lose my shit. And, um, you know, because I'm experiencing the psychedelics, I have a pretty strong mental capacity to be like, okay, I'm fucking not going to die, but I'm almost going to die. <laughs> and yeah. so I, you know, riding that edge, you know how to yeah. do it. You find your way back. And I'm like, I am going to have fun tonight. I fucking am going to find my way. And so I did. And, and meanwhile, um, I mean, the whole scene at that day of the, of the concert was just peaking. I mean, I bet you everyone was fucking frightened. Oh, for sure. And, that was a big cultural moment. Sudden, yeah, right. And so not being like raised as a deadhead, I was on, I um, got on the bus late, I guess. Sure. Not late, but you know what I mean. And so during that, that experience, I actually understood the music in the way that it really, it was, should I have been it. presented originally. Dude, yeah. And Keep going. I, I got yeah. And Jerry, I, I just I hear his recordings and I love his playing and his tailing and all that shit. But but um, you know that concert I I got it. What was really neat about it was as I was like in heaven and hell and just everything the the intensity of it. You can't like you can't put words to it. I'm sorry. You either know or you don't know. Yeah, psychedelics yeah. are heavy. And um, I saw this huge vortex thing come out like this all this spiral of uh, energy like orange. And just, it was almost like we all saw it together. That's what I, I, that's what I felt in that moment. What was crazy was Android Jones made I mean, art. He was there that night. He Word fucking right. made that exact image. And I was like, oh my Channeled God, it. we all did see it. Yeah. It, you know, and, and then the concert ended and, um, that's when things get weird. Everyone's just like, now what? <laughs> I know. I, I put my sunglasses on because there was like people on Kauai there that I knew. I'm like, fuck, they're going to see me like totally not how I want to be seen right now. I just want to be in my like little, little whatever Zone. cave. Yeah. And um, the, the level of plastic uh, water bottles, it was like this deep. You couldn't walk without kicking like seven and eight per step. I just, I was like, what the fuck? This is so weird. All this music, the vibe, what it, you know, represents. And then you get the the, the opposite of, of the yin the, and the yang. Uh, 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh and my like gosh, the employees the dead like acid. Up. Oh my gosh, modern yeah. American consumer Please capitalism gone that. wrong or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's gnarly. Yeah. I will. It's funny that you say that because I didn't grow up on the Beatles um, at all. Like my, I mean, culturally, who doesn't know the Beatles, right? But right. my dad was like Talking Heads, Van Halen, you know, like shit like that. Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool. Mm. I'm not listening to the Beatles. But um, one of my first times doing acid. I put on uh, headphones, earbuds or whatever, and listened to Rubber Soul through Abbey Road, I guess. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like what you're saying. It's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I get it. This is made for being on acid. This is made for (laughs) headphones. This is made for, you know, it's almost like you can't, I don't want to, if anybody ever wants to dabble with LSD, I suggest doing that. But um, at least once in your trips, because it's just like, it's, I can't, I can't even articulate it now. It's like, oh, it's a modern gospel through materialist. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. It was just like so surreal and high. So I, I get uh, the epiphanies are hard to describe on the other side of things, but my God, they, they transform you while you're there. Um, I'm curious. You, you'd mentioned some uh, Jin Kwon Do, I think you said. What were you doing with that? Yeah. yeah what is no, that all I, about? That's uh, Bruce Lee's martial arts so he Word. combined the best of everything and i had this cute sifu who was the the boxer friend um he was a professional boxer chinese and um he helped bruce lee f- like a- he added the boxing elements to jeet kundo so he became my jeet kundo uh sifu and he- he's so sweet like would tear up reminiscing about him uh, you could just feel the love and so he would say the philosophy you know, that Bruce would often talk about. And at that time, it wasn't like integrated in my being. I was hearing yeah. it, but it was like a concept. But in yeah. that mushroom trip, I was like, fuck, I get it. And, you know, even in that trip, I was like looking and the wind was talking to me. I was like, fuck cars, fuck this game. I'm out of here. It's all an illusion. You know, (laughs) like everything that's like people get scared about. And I was like really excited about finding this new sense of expansion and freedom. And my, the boyfriend at the time freaked out. (laughs) He's like, what about family? What about, what about about this car? And so he was just in a completely different space, which ultimately led to like the breakup because I was like, I'm going that way. That's, that's the way. And you're right. like, no. So, you know, and and uh, that trip was probably one of the most pivotal ones. It was a crossroad for sure, because everything, um, the dosage, maybe it was like the perfect alignment that day. I don't fucking know, but it was the perfect conditions. Um, and it, it totally broke me out of it all. And I knew there was more. And during that time, I was really into like um, questioning everything, 9-11, the conspiracies. I went down every rab- rabbit hole possible. And I don't recommend it, but I don't not recommend it because I feel like as you, as you warning, know, it's like do so knowing through, that yeah. yeah, it's dark, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with that. You know, like I'm, a, I, I, I want to know, but I don't want it to consume me. Right. And I find a lot of people consume that information and then it just, it's fucking overwhelming. Right. Yeah. But uh with maturity and just i think the the mass numbers that it's happening right now where people are just questioning that's it just maybe there's a better way of doing some things maybe maybe i could be doing something in a different way just even that opening is beautiful um it doesn't have to be like this whole systemic 
You don't have to go do Doctor Strange shit necessarily, but it's yeah. the Hierophant card, right? The teacher of universal law, you know, basically you get in that spiritual knowledge, but teaching others what you know, but awakening to a greater understanding of the world. Yeah. That's what happens. I mean, so, it comes in waves, but, and you can't force that on people, I don't think, because, you know, it, it just is what it is. Like, in a weird, we've talked about this a bunch, right, Raphael, where it's like, um, how would I put it? you can't miss what's meant for you. So in some weird way, it's like, if you have a bad trip, that's what the medicine needed. You know, you're going to hit what you needed to hit. And so it's weird. But, um, on the one hand, it's like, you can't fuck up, but at the same time, it's like, do it wisely. <laughs> like as much as possible. You don't want to just be Shouldn't like, have oh, card? no, she's adopted, bro. So we can't figure oh, that out. Wow, no, that's no. cute. All right, oh, of course. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't thinking so far because I was just wondering about Scorpio aspects. Because of course, for yeah. me, it's kind of it's like if through one way or another, and this is of course also possible through the mental sphere, but different consciousness states just allow to make the picture a lot clearer. But mm -hmm. I almost want to say if they don't at somehow arrive at the point which you were mentioning, of course, then one needs to reorganize themselves and this can look different for everyone. But mm -hmm. if I haven't gotten there, I'm almost like, well, then you probably didn't get the message yet, you know? So, <laughs> so yeah. I, could, I want to say it's the way to go, like to realize, you know, all the artificial construct of society, the illusion, the divide and conquer, especially if we want to either for ourselves, but also collectively live in a different way. I, I, I want to say this is a, a fundamental and necessary understanding or break breakthrough point. Mm. Yeah, That's part of the hero's journey, right? You got to yeah. break from the tradition and then trailblaze basically and then you yeah. kind of come to peace with it all it's like well mm -hmm. yeah it takes all kinds i guess we're all on this weird trip um right. were you trying to say something i keep cutting you off just that no you you no, you were just like coming back to that like peace and and it sounds like peace and love but it's so true it's fucking true you know like it's it's either there or it ain't <laughs> you can't fake that shit and yeah. you know one thing that's clear for me in this life is I want to to be good at that. It's important because I spill that into the people I spend time with, into the world, into my projects. So that clarity um, is important. And I, I really believe that's my time on Kauai was to like polish, grind, face in the mud, buried, you know, um, that death rebirth, that symbolism of that, of that whole transformation um so to answer that question about Kauai, that's that's what it was i feel like i grew up there um and i also had a child there so you know when you have a child it really forces you to fucking look at some shit um my parents are amazing people they fucking adopted kids they did not have to that's a very generous and beautiful thing it was it was bumpy you know um i think a lot of our parents did the best they could and so there were some things that I had to unravel from because I do believe in ancestral lineage. I don't know it completely because of the mystery of my adoption, but I have like my adopted parents, right? And then I have my birth parents and all that. So that's a lot of ancestral uh, information, right? Mm -hmm. Known and unknown. I know more about my adopted parents than birth, but it's there. I know it is. And, um, and so uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but basically, Kauai. Uh, Kauai, yeah, Kauai yeah. was me unraveling what I needed to fucking learning hard ass lessons, deception, 
um, choosing the right people, the, the consequences of my decisions, um, but also perfecting and finding my voice. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but I did not sing. <sighs> I had one odd uh, ecstasy trip in LA and I started singing and I was like, what the heck? That came out of me. And my boyfriend at the time was like tearing. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> and so, and then that was it. There was no more singing. And I'm like, whoa, there's, it's in there. It's mm. in there somewhere. What happened? And so then fast forward to the quiet years, um, it was like really, it was, it was really blocked, the throat chakra, speaking my truth. I mean, even now, like speaking with you, this would not mm. have happened back then. I would have been fucking nervous, sweating, had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> all those nervous tics. Um, that I would the well met. tour really kind of set you up for never being nervous again. I, I think so. you're like, you're never going to sweat yeah. the apocalypse, whatever. It's like, I've been I know, there. Right? I get it. But, so, okay. We could start shift gears. Uh, I appreciate you telling us all about your stuff. I mean, now you're in Virginia, you're married, your daughter's mm -hmm. driving. So you play the ukulele. I married my friend. Yes. What, okay. Well, do you want to elaborate on that? Well, um, I've been or, friends with him for like eight, nine years, nine years. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I just want to say, like, I think that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Be friends yeah. with someone for a really long time because you really there's like this reverence and trust and and like um, you. It takes time to learn someone as soon as you like jump in. Not many people have the maturity, the emotional maturity or the awareness to know, OK, this all this family systems, fucking, you know, everything that comes into that pot is is will blow any relationship out. Right. So that's all I mm. wanted to say. But my husband has been a, such a great friend over the years. And I was like, let's just fucking try. Like, you know, and it was it, your suggestion. Were you like, let's put a ring on it. Okay. And and all the relationships that failed for me, I did Led not to this. They pursued me. Right. OK. This OK. So you switched the gears. I, yeah. And it worked. All right. And it worked. Just saying, I don't know. Yeah. It did. Ace of Wands. Go, don't wait. Take, catch the tiger by its tail. Um, so you started singing at one point on E and didn't do it again. Uh, yes. But because I was, I mean, I'm not sure how you like walk us through your kind of artistic mode here. Um, shifting gears kind of completely. Yeah. You, you sing, you produce, you play ukulele. I mean, I, I was actually surprised at the quality of your production. And that sounds oh, weird thanks. maybe, but I was like, oh, this is, she knows what she's doing. And this sounds good. Like this is not just passable like you know what i mean like oh. this is this sounds oh, good wow, All uh, right, yeah cool. no i don't fluff so it's like aesthetically quality i'm a reverb junkie so i <laughs> i like how much reverb you use yeah. uh it, i was just like yes uh things like beach house and you know things mm -hmm. like air and stuff yeah. like that um use a lot of reverb so um yeah kind of walk us through the the diamond lightning kind of modality mm -hmm. how did you come up with this idea what incarnations yeah. i mean you were a dj but how did yeah. you become more of an artist doing your thing now all right. I've always been an artist, but um, more so business wise, I guess, if that's the right way to um, with Diamond Lightning, because uh, I really love to work for myself. Timing is very important for me. Like um, being my own boss is really important for me because the spaciousness that I actually require to create. I mean, I need like total space emptiness and then it just I don't even there's no effort. It just mm -hmm. comes through. Right. Um and so the company Diamond Lightning is based from Vajrayana Buddhism, which is not a religion. It's a practice. It's a um, five elements uh, tantric practice, right? 
which I love the practices because it uses visualization and quantum mechanics. It's more like science than religion. So I, I vibe with that. And Vajrayana is Thunderbolt lightning path, right? You get hit with Rated. people. <laughs> yeah, you meet people. So the company was based on I, every, and it's it's more me right now, but it will grow to Word. much more. But um, I'm just finding my bearings as a creator and a business owner. It's an interesting duo. It's a new phase. Yeah. yeah and, and so growing in that way. But but the the intent, the seed of that company is to only bring projects that have that element in it. Um, so that's that's Diamond Lightning um, based from Vajrayana. Yeah. And um before we diverge from Vajrayana, kind of go into that a little because I I could be tripping Raphael. Um, we had Tashi Manix on. I, he was a Tibetan Buddhist. I don't know if that's the Vajrayana. Flavor. We had, I believe, we had Seba on, and he does Vajrayana like exercises and yeah, this is like the cool stuff. Where also usually I I think those are the systems uh, which have the most sound foundation in terms of you know neutrality non-judgmental also somehow a scientific approach but not excluding the other world but actually yeah. including it like with metaphysics you know so these are usually you know these are usually the good ones you know <laughs> if yeah. I'm in my book yeah so yeah. and i mean just from tangible experience i'm not gonna pretend i'm like totally versed in it but when i Whatever. practice yeah. i fucking feel it and things mm. move in a better right. way and it's clearer. And so I've tried every fucking thing. I don't know if I, I mean, I've tried Vipassana, Ayahuasca, of course, shrooms, blah, 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 all the psychedelics. And um, Vip oh, yeah, I said Vipassana. So that particular meditation form works for me. You know, it's measurable, completely measurable. Whereas, um, I don't know, like I've tried a lot of other meditation approaches and it just, Whatever. Didn't shift you up to fourth gear quite the same. No. Um, it's interesting that you say Vipassana because I've been for like years being and I haven't done ayahuasca. We're always talking about this. Um, it's Vipassana. weird because on the one hand, I just started it yesterday. Well, started it. Oh, cool. I want to go to do a you know a ten day thing, but I don't really particularly. I don't. We don't have to. We don't have to go down this rabbit hole if you don't want. I don't want to get jabbed. And a lot of these places are like COVID vaccine mandatory. They yeah. What? Well, they're like, show oh, us your no. proof, and I'm like, well, I'm good. So I went on YouTube and I watched yesterday, ironically. Uh, day one of 10 of the, I guess, the founder of it kind of going through mm -hmm. it. And Cuenca. there was a clarity. I mean, it's just like, follow your breath. I mean, I'm not saying this is the way. Oh, my God, everybody just, it's just like, mm -hmm. holy cow. We are uh, that combined with having watched Rango with my Nana the other day. Rango is a classic fucking movie. If you haven't seen Nana it. Nana is like, your grandma. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, I'm here right now in Fairhope with her. Yeah, she's great. Um, but she's a hardcore Christian. I'm a Christian technically. But in any event, I'm like, we're listening to Jordan Pierce, Peterson stuff. So it's yeah. like kind of Jungian breakdowns it. and stuff. Yeah. His old stuff's great. His new stuff I'm not against, but it's getting more politicized, I guess, is the best way to put it. And he's kind he's of- He's got a lot of pressure on him. He's got- Yeah, time. he's the, he's the mouthpiece oh, for like the reasonable right or however you want to put that. So it's like, good luck, bro. Oh, good luck. Man. But we're watching his- um maps of meaning stuff like a psych 434 okay. class in any event mm -hmm. between the Jungian kind of like oh my god we're crazy monkeys coming up with all sorts of <laughs> dreams uh and then rango and then the vipassana like yesterday yeah. and today have been very lucid uh, yesterday mm. more so but just like where it's just like whoa like i don't know it feels like it was a virgo full moon let's be real it feels yeah. just like leveled up um right. then maybe i'm not gonna yeah it was strong I was the way. were you yeah 
It See, had now no I idea. wish I knew what your fucking chart was. It's like, oh, because it wouldn't surprise me if you, because uh, I don't know. I don't want to even make guesses. You're intellectual and savvy, but you're grounded. So it's like, I'm sure. See, I don't know you well enough. I'm sure you've got water, fire, earth, all of it. I'm what are the sure five elements in that model, anyway? By the way, um, earth, fire, water, uh, air, space, say, and space. Yeah, and space yeah. is my favorite because that's where it all is. You know, and it's overlooked often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like you're so. a musician, so it's like the notes happen, but like without the gaps. Uh, yeah, it's and not contextual. <laughs> <laughs> And just a pro tip, uh, space, I would say the translation for it is actually unconditional love. Oh, so, I love that's that. The, that's the yeah. beauty. And of course, all other elements or whatever, you know, are derived from that. And yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little about your production stuff, uh, your ook production okay. singing, whichever. I mean, I listened to, uh, I'm totally going to space the call, I think is the title of the track. I was yeah. like, this is great. And then I heard oh, your ukulele cool. thing with just, just you and singing. And I was like, this is, it actually, ironically, now that you said you're into the dead a little, not like a dead head head, but it's like something about it didn't remind me of Ripple exactly. It wasn't quite like I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is a Ripple cut cover. Mm -hmm. But I was like, it had a very um, sincere kind of Garcia vibe. I don't know how to put it. It was yeah, very it kind of just. Adriana. Oh, was he? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It's all coming full yeah. circle. I know, isn't it? And uh, I, I would have loved to like witness him live. Maybe I did, and if past lives are real, but but yeah, the music. Um, so on Kauai, as I moved there, and I had this baby, and I was fucking trying to find myself as a mom. Now, um, I learned Hawaiian chants, and those really mm. opened um, my throat because it was like a practical approach. Like I'm not the kind of singer that's like, oh, listen to me, you know. Right, and yeah, I don't yeah. have a belty yeah. voice. I'm not yeah. technically. Um, polished and I don't want to be. I want to be as natural and honest as as whatever this is, right? Mm. So the Hawaiian chants kind of wipe that because it's it there's a certain um I guess technique, tonal technique. But if you do it right, you move energy. And so I don't I don't know if you experience it on um Oahu, but on Kauai, it is so spirited. I had no idea how fucking tuned into I am into that world, into the unseen spirit world until I lived there because they're fucking the shit all over. <laughs> and it, it'll freak you out if you're maybe not grounded in, in, a, in a practice. So what I would find, like I would hike the um, Nepali Coast Trail alone at night. I mean, actually, I should t share a few of my experiences on that trail. I hiked it barefoot. Horrible. My shoes idea. broke. I know my shoes broke, and I'm like, I'm just gonna fucking do it. I've heard people can do it. I'm gonna go slow. I was like totally right of passage sore. of death. Oh my god, that and but but the cool thing was I saw my first night rainbow, and I lit. I had the trail all to myself. But around six mile, I started to sense this like really negative um, spirit. Kind of freaked me out. I'm like, mm -mm, nope not going there. And so I started chanting in Hawaiian mm. and it works. It worked for me. You know, it gets you out of the mind, which helps. And then sonically, whatever it does. And that's what I loved about learning a little bit of the Hawaiian culture is the one before, you know, the missionaries, mm -hmm. they were very connected to the elements and to the spirits, you know, and um, I have a Kumu and she taught me a teacher for you layman. Yeah, thank you. And um, beautiful, gotcha. powerful. I mean, she can make thunder come from her chanting and drumming. So um, 
Is she still Anyways, in Kauai? Yeah, and we still like you know I I love and miss her. I, if I if I stayed, um, I would still be learning from her. But it it the my journey on Kauai was to literally be there for that time, grow, mm. and then be out in the world. I I knew mm. that for sure. And it's almost like if I stayed there, it's like a baby staying in the womb. Like mm -mm, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm not here to just have like comfort or whatever. Not that the island's comfortable. <laughs> it's it's paradise but it fucking has its stuff don't don't be mistaken about that but um but yeah so the voice came out and then i started to one i i was always a dj i learned drum and bass in la um on the records ones and twos okay so that makes then, more sense to me because it's yeah. like you haven't dropped like like i play guitar yeah. and that's like what i do you you play electronic music so because yeah. when you, your I also, production I was like this is solid like oh shit oh, cool. so that makes sense now I'm like okay yeah. she's done this not for, who? yeah what? uh ben yeah ben, ben shout out ben good job yeah and um he, i also played the clarinet as a kid and tinkered on the piano so it's always been around right. um I was pretty good at the clarinet and I think that also helped with the the voice now. I don't know how, but just muscular, you know, awareness of of the air in the the space in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, so then I started to feel like drawn to using the voice more, seeing, but I was getting all this opposition from around, like some of the people I was around. It just it was weird. Like it was almost like yeah. I was in the twilight zone. Yeah, it was like what is it do i is it is it like am i going crazy like what's going on so i was very curious of okay something's happening and so i had a really cool experience in call out where i felt very connected to the land um and it was like oh you're gonna use your voice i don't know what that means and i'm not gonna pretend to know all i know is it could be speaking singing all i'm gonna do is throw everything at the fire to be in service to whatever the fuck it is i don't know what it is but that's why I also created that company to just help be a vehicle to be to try any, anything and it's everything. It's a lightning rod. It's like whatever's going to yeah. strike is going to strike here. Yeah. Uh, and okay. um, just create the conditions and the environment for best, you know, highest outcome. Um, so that's all I've been doing over the years. Um, but Kauai was definitely spiritual growth and just being pummeled. I was like, can I just have some air? Oh, my God. It was just like one wave after another after another symbolically. And um, and so the music, I was DJing still, doing festivals. Um, it was really fun, but it was a little drug ridden and I wasn't quite feeling it. So I went into um, ecstatic dances. Uh, do you know about those? I haven't been to yeah. one, but I get the gist. Yeah, it's like, yeah, not it's it isn't drug free necessarily. Okay, is it necessarily everyone's like nobody's tripping here, or is it like this one yeah. guy with bug eyes and he's like, oh, he's he's he, let Jimmy do his thing, but uh, we're all sober here. Um, yeah, the idea is like it's a natural high, right? Ecstatic dance. Yeah, yeah, and I love that because you know, coming from doing everything right to wanting to not need anything to still reach higher states of awareness, that was like we can do it. We we're capable, so let's do it. So that was one way I tried during those years. And then the DJing was like fun and all, but then it starts to get a little boring for me at the time right. because um, I wanted to, there's all this music inside. I couldn't get it out. I needed to get it out. So I use Ableton Live. Do you use? No, my, I don't, dude, I'm a, I'm a guitarist and I'm like, okay. my brother does that stuff more. He gave me Ableton okay. Live at one point. I was just like, I am not a 
programmer what the this is deep right. like i'm not trying to fuck with this um yeah. but yes it's a great little toolbox if you know what you're doing mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. And I also love just being the person by the fire playing and tinkering and singing, you know, so it's nice to be able to do both. But I learned um, Ableton because I wanted to produce my own stuff. Um, I'm yeah. very sensitive to like people and big egos, you know, in particular. And in music, as you know, it's like fucking a lot of big egos. I'm yeah, I'm not first. Um, I don't want to be like technically sound like I know what the fuck I'm doing and I know this and I know that because I just do music by feeling I like it's like painting you know yeah, yeah. Paint. and so I like that that's that's the natural way that I can express and let the music just happen you know that's and it does it works for me that way but I have to learn the technical side of Ableton so that's why I had a mentor and you know sharpening that tool <laughs> it it pays um I mean it's it's I'm actually kind of a fork in that on a multiple levels where it's like, okay, just because you're latently good at something, there's a, there's kind of a, how would I put this? There's so many levels, uh, to be able to express yourself fully is kind of the idea. And then mm -hmm. if you have a higher vocabulary or understanding of the techniques, um, you don't necessarily have to go to art school to be a great artist, but knowing how to make your canvas, you see, it's like that kind of thing. It's just like, mm -hmm. you're, it gives you yeah. more control and power, ultimately, right. um, alch alchemical control or whatever. Um, yeah. and then like you were saying, if you, if you don't know how to do these things, like uh, you, you you're kind of at the, it, it's, it's almost like a pachinko or whatever, like you're a little ball and you have this idea and then it starts going off into all these directions. And by the time it comes to an end result, it, it still can't be great. Um, actually, there's a good documentary about the Beatles, you know, um, I, I think uh, Peter Jackson made it and it's just them fucking around. Oh, yeah. In, I in saw it. Yeah. Great. Okay. So you see, he's like coming up with all their songs. drama. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're humans. Who'd have thought? Um, oh my God, Yoko and her singing. Oh my God, like George, Jesus Christ, George, get it together. I, I, I thought he was way more chill. She's like, I'm out of here. Fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, bro, you're a water side. I get it. But, uh, um, I, I don't even know. I know. Uh, uh, what? Paul's a Gemini, and John was okay. a Libra. Okay. So yeah, yeah. air signs kind of playing off each other, and the other two right. are just kind of like crazy guys. But anyway, um, say again. They were friends for a long time. Like their connection was deep. Yeah, yeah sincere. And that's but what I also I, find. Like people that make music, they don't. I mean, that's just as important as technique. Actually, it's more important, in my opinion, you than mean technique. Chemistry? Yeah, like yeah. the the way the synergy. Because for me, I'm space, right? I need the space, and I need to be around people that know how to give space and receive space, mm -hmm. and it works. It works like fucking a dream right and then you get one person that thinks they know it all and it has to be this way and it just completely dismantles the whole magic of that moment right and yeah. so it, but people with um that synergy like for instance billy eilish and phineas i like to use them as, as an example do, yeah. are, are you familiar with her or i know her, her and i don't know him and then i'm okay. i have no I'm, not, I'm so not up on the modern times like that so their production wise it's okay fascinating i love to listen my daughter loves billy first of all so we have this right. thing already but if you listen to the music which he helps produce with her is there a specific there, song that we should like go home and check out for this idea let me think about it yeah no worries yeah i'm putting you on the spot there um like fuck it billy eilish and what i love about them is they they are not trying to be perfect They're, they add a lot of um unique sounds from field recording um they but their connection is what comes through the music. You know what I mean? 
because yeah, yeah. technically it's all there. It's high polished. It's unique pop, right? But underneath it, it's their their really deep developed connection that comes mm. through, and um, it's the fifth it's awesome. element spirit yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I, I guess you. It's weird because you can have all the thing. You can have Frankenstein, but without the electricity, it's like it's just yeah. meat. Um, so that's yeah. a good example, I guess. I'll have to check them out because I know her thing where she was, you know, uh, driving a go kart video a few years ago. It's like I'm just not up on her. Um, I it's a off. younger generation. It's it's a bunch yeah. of teenage girls. I took my daughter to the concert and I was like, oh my god, it's so crazy how people get crazy for people. <laughs> it is like, bizarre. It, it is. I like wow. It's like a Beatlemania, but for like TikTokers, exactly. basically female TikTokers. Exactly. You're like people are losing their shit. Like. That's, that's where it gets hard. So not hard, but it's like uh, people become conduits for archetypes and then they get you mm-hmm. not usurped. That's too strong a word, but they get like handled into certain domains. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then uh, I guess I see, I don't even know the guy's name, Chris Smith or something. Some of the other day, uh, just politics and it's not even mm-hmm. politics. Oh my gosh. Politics is part of music and art. I get it. But Ugh, at some point it seems like there's kind of a cultural reprogramming happening mm-hmm. that isn't if only they had grown up in the nineties is all I think. It's just like, they don't get it. They're missing something. Something essential is not happening here. It's like, it's tricky. And I don't want to be like, nah, you kids. Like, I mean, I guess I'm almost 40, so I could just be old, but, um, yeah. Jesus, it, uh, yeah. Well, we What's had analog, right? I, that's part of it maybe, but it feels yeah. like, I don't even know. Maybe it was just like less of a, there, there might be consequences that we just don't even know sociologically, know. obviously, but psychologically to just being internet connected from birth. Mm-hmm. You know, your daughter's right. been aware yeah. of an internet since yeah. ever. So it's like I, that might change the game of the neuro soup that she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to one one position it. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Let's geek out about like what are your favorite and least favorite. You were saying that you like making space and being your own mm-hmm. producer. How hard was doing Ableton? I mean, is that like a huge oh, man. curve? So I, I, I'm still learning like a, it. I don't yeah. even, I'm not even at the pace at some of my peers. Like I have a lot of peers that make um, bass music. They're mm-hmm. really into They're really talented. Um, so I, I love the underground. I've always like drum and bass is underground. Um, after I did that whole like electronic music, I went kind of to the underground. So I appreciate both elements. And I also like to be palatable for, for as many people, you know, so there's like both sides to it. Um, but as far as like, I started Ableton DJing lightly right. and that's like barely minimal because they have right? ableton live which is like if you want to mm-hmm. fuck with the dj live thing here you go yeah I mean, it, so that's, it's made for djs too go ahead yeah and so i loved that you could use it for that but also for live performance and recording like all in one so mm-hmm. because you know everyone's like oh pro tool pro tools da, 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 da. i'm like whatever uh, so <laughs> i want to learn something that's more versatile and because it's a german company and they're always innovating i felt like you know, they're really, they're always growing and changing um, and improving in, in I think, a, a, in bigger leaps than another company. So just to throw out another reference there, there's actually, this is apparently a spin-off company from Ableton, if I understood it correctly, and they're called Bitwig. And I recently Bitwig. checked out their production system and it also, they're different, of course, and I used Ableton also 10 years ago or something or played around with it rather. Um, but yeah, that, that one is also interesting and also has decent prices. So, cause I don't know about the pro tool stuff and so on, but with like equipment and software, it can right. also, you know, quickly start to stack up a lot. 
Yeah. Pro Tools to me is like that set stuck way of the music industry. And I just don't really cater to any of that. Uh, and I'm not, I don't really, the music business side, it's, it's, it's like the mob, <laughs> you know, I, I don't totally. touch it, you know, yeah. not interested. I'm not here to be, um, do that. Um, I don't know what it is. Honestly, I don't have the answers. I'm just doing what I'm doing and that's all. <laughs> so. Yeah. It seems like there's a more DIY. Like it's professional, but it's DIY with the Ableton stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm speaking way out of my element um, when I can, you know, it's like, yes, Pro Tools became kind of like, I don't know what, like DVD instead of Blu-ray. It's kind of like that. It's like technological right. kind of like blocking uh, happened. And I'm just sitting here playing guitars. I don't care. And, and now my brother's got like, you know, 200 songs. Like, shit, I should have probably... Because uh, I said I was going to say this earlier and I totally spaced it. It doesn't matter much. But basically, we moved to Hawaii. I started getting into alcohol and just like spiraled out and he was he's a drummer and he's like you're not doing your part i guess i'll go learn how to record and program and stuff so now that's great it's weird because on my yeah i'm like shit you that's our paths split at a level and you went the, you took the high road man and i took the low road oh. shit um Are you so still i still play a little yeah no i play more electric and i think you've seen like a live with an acoustic mm-hmm. um i'll send you some songs sometime time of my brother and i jamming it's fun oh, i mean it's cool. like what i do so i'm like oh this is what i'm gonna do but at the same time it gets tricky it's almost i'll say like- this again jim is an absolute virtuoso on the guitar there's some jams and there's some like old recording with his brother and you listen to it and you're like what is this you there's know? synergy what well, she's talking about because we're both gemini's yeah. so it's like that that space happens anyway I'll, like i said i'll send you some stuff and as siblings you've been together for so long you can't you, that's irreplaceable you can't i mean you know you get two strangers with egos and musical talent and it could totally flop you know because it just there's no compatibility that's cool. Well, it sounds Did your weird, brother but... live on Oahu still, or is he? No, no. We moved back after a year and a half, um, okay. and basically came out to Colorado, grew weed for a while. He's still in Colorado. He is actually a senator's assistant right now, a U.S. Oh, wow. senator, I guess. Okay. Uh, and his wife is pregnant, and she's going to be a doctor. So wow. he's still like, "Hey, let's play music, maybe, but I don't want to tour. Let's do like what Air does and put out an album every now and then and fuck with it or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. He's going to have a kid soon, so I'm like, all right, we'll see." Um, right. long story short, and I'll make this brief. It seems like, and this sounds so bizarre, but I guess it's kind of what you're saying. It seems like, hmm, and I would say it's because we're both air signs, but it's like a certain chemistry creates another entity almost is the mm-hmm. best way to put it. And that is like the Holy spirit. If you want to put it that way between the things. So yeah. it lubricates and it just becomes mm-hmm. like, like you can't make this shit up. It's like magical. I mean, it's the best way to put it. So I love mm-hmm. drugs, but I like playing music with my brother as much as drugs. So it's like, or, you know, psychedelics. So anyway, um, what was I, what were we talking about before I went bullshit on my shit? Uh, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. So you use pro tools. What are some, uh, cause the call, I, I it's hard to explain. It, it had a, uh, all your songs, especially the, I mean, I, I only listened to two or three, but, um, it, it was like approachable, but still exotic. So okay. it had, it was like, how would I put it? It felt like hip. Like I can tell that you have a, you know, I guess this sounds weird. Yes. You probably do have a 15 year old daughter who's keeping you up on like the sounds in a weird way. Plus you're like into DJing and stuff. Oh, so it's like, of course you're sounding, uh, you know, experimental, but not so much that it's like, you know, avant-garde yeah. beyond reason. It's like, right. it, it's, you're playing with forms instead of being mm-hmm. dictated by them. But it also had this like weird... I won't say country or folk because a country in a Hawaiian sense, like country city, yeah. it, it felt like you have this spirit in it that was very um, songwriter, a singer story songwriter thing. And it wasn't like, you know, American pie lyrics where you're going through this whole crazy story or something. 
Um, but it felt like it was, I don't know. People should check it out. It was good. I mean, I was surprised. I was happily surprised because I was like, oh, this is, this is cool. Um, but it had a lot of, I mean, that's so vague. It had a lot of elements that I wasn't expecting. It's professional and polished, but it had room and, and, and slip in it enough where mm-hmm. it's like authentic and heart. It's not just like Mariah Carey, take 34, you know, or whatever right. like that. It felt like kind of like, all right, I'm in a room by myself and there's candles and we're really kind of channeling this or that kind of energy, more magical is maybe a weird yeah. word, but more magical than some. Well, thank you. Like. I appreciate that. For sure. For sure. That you hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of songs I haven't gotten out yet. And so this You sound year like my brother. Awesome. It's like, yeah, fuck you guys and all your sketches. Put it in a place, even if it's unfinished. It's like- I know. I'm, I'm, I'm make a documentary about the people who are. don't finish their shit. It's like, hey, just go through it. Da Vinci had all these sketches, right? I mean, we all know there's yep. big stuff, but it's like, oh my God, there's a helicopter and he didn't show anybody. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, it doesn't have to be built yet. Just show people it's what you're true. doing. I know. My mentor used to say shit like that, like, like how selfish. <laughs> well, that's the guilt trip where it's like the world needs what you have. I mean, that's maybe know, that I could know. be a positive motivator, right? Where you're like, there's things in me that have to be called out through me. And that's the only yeah. means by which they'll be called or whatever. Yeah. And maybe um, if I do that, someone else will do that. You know, it's yeah. you, the more up, we do right? that, maybe we'll just all be like a nicer race. <laughs> I hope. If if we all show up to our highest potential and like Mm kind of let live and let live, I mean I'm not even a high hippie. You know, what live and let live. live. Yeah, it's so like simple and easy. Like just even though we don't know your actual astrology, you are uh, you know according to your birth certificate or whatever a Libra. So it's very Libran of you to be you know balanced. You're like you know what, give and take and yin and yang and that kind of thing. So um, anyway, anything you want to talk about your music and kind of production because. I don't produce. My brother does. Maybe Raphael did. I, I'm more of an organic, like a player, right? I don't like produce. Me too. But okay, yeah. Talk about it. Geek. I will play music for hours um, just by myself in my studio. And then when I go to record, it's a whole fucking different thing. And so- It's a head trip. Uh, do you, okay. So how do you approach that? Because to me, it feels like one thing is like in the flow, but then uh, how would I put it? It's like being- praying in the corner and you're like dear jesus thank you for the day and all this stuff and that versus going to like i don't know the vatican because i've been to a um, studio once it's like time to perform yeah. time to be on and it's like right, right. this is so weird <laughs> yeah so i think just playing music playfully is always good you know i'm sure that's how you feel too just kind of keeps things um toned it's like a muscle, but also it creates the conditions, um, I believe, to for other creative elements to come through. And so I'll yeah. find myself um, circling through songs and then being like, oh, record that one. It's ready. I just kind of follow my instinct completely. I don't have rules or form, but recording it onto Ableton is a totally different thing. And it's guaranteed right when I'm like deciding to the opposition, like, Something will happen. Something will break. Something Power will outage. Damn it. pull my energy over here. The dog will throw up. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know, it's like clockwork, right? So now it's a joke to me. I used to kind of take it serious, more serious. Like, I just want to record. And now it's like, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so I've learned to like overcome the obstacles because there are. And I think that's a huge, that's huge. Um, especially with the tech side. So... I've learned to love the the recording aspect, but what I love more 
is the editing. Like okay. the little, it like gets my little nerdy side where I'm like, you know, computer grease face for hours, like <laughs> editing and, and tailoring and shaping sounds for like hours until I'm like, I gotta go to bed. This is like probably not, I'm making the song worse. Um, so the I idea like of Ed from Cowboy Bebop came to mind, which is like, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. I don't so, know if you did that show. It was a great show. Anyway. <laughs> um, so editing, I mean, that's where kind of, I think now that you say it, that's some of the stuff I liked most about, uh, the call I think was the one with, it was, it was highly edited. I mean, mm-hmm. not highly to the point of like absurdity, but it was like, oh shit, she's doing a tremolo here. And what yeah. you were, you're messing with things. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like. There's, you know, fine painting or whatever. And then like graffiti maybe is like spontaneous kind of street stuff. And this yeah. felt like somewhere in between where it's like thoughtful mm. spontaneity. Right. Uh, it was yeah, cool was hearing kind of the effects. One. So it, it was a little, it's a little messy, but I, I'll hear it every once in a while and go like, you know, it, I'm still content. Like uh, I'm, I could be a perfectionist, but I've relaxed, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I still do. You still like, give a shit. I have, yeah, but I, I still give a shit, but I also know when to let go. You know, whereas before it's like I'd never put anything out because it wasn't perfect enough. And that's just insane. It's just stupid. (laughs) So I don't do that anymore. But that one was funny because my mentor, Ben, he like has us whip out a song every time, every session. And so like clockwork, right when I was about to render the track, it like all this shit changed and it sounded so weird. And I was, it was like 4 a.m. The deadline's due and I'm like greasy. I'm like, what the fuck? Why doesn't the tech like me? <laughs> you know, the elves are at it. And so it's, <laughs> it's, even though it sounds like a complaint, it's part of the process. And I, I, I actually really do love it. It's from start to finish. And then you like let the song go. It's no longer, it's, it's out there. It's gone. It's not yours. Um, it's, it's in the ethers part yeah, of the Akash now, man. Shit. Mm-hmm. There yeah. it is. So, um, all right. So I've heard you're like kind of first go with technical glitches, but you still survived mm-hmm. the ride. Ed, Eddie would go kind of thing. You, you lived, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, what's a track when we're done with this, I'll go listen to some more. What's the track where you're like, this is what I want to be known, not known for, but it's like, where's the direct, cause they're so diverse. I mean, but mm-hmm. what, what's, what's one that you would suggest, I guess. Oh, for someone to for me. Oh, for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait. Everybody should check this shit out. Go to your YouTube. Yeah, your SoundCloud. That's where all this um, is. I like Ride or Die because I love the video okay. too. I went to White Sands and just like played around. And um, I, I love the video and the music for me. It's both. So I edit the videos. That's I on the sand dune. I did see that. I saw the yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I Was see that uncomfortable music. at the end where you're like, God, there's sand everywhere. What have I done? <laughs> I love it. I roll okay. in sand. On Kauai, I would literally I saw the video. roll yeah. in and like it's everywhere and and it's like crystal. It's like it's healing. Charging. It feels like I would yeah. actually, I did a lot of music shows and brought people. I had them rolling in the sand. They're like, what do we do here? Because they're just so excited to be on Hawaii, right? And so you're like, you take them to a special beach this is Peridot, like this is green everywhere and it's magical and it is. Roll around it and they're like laughing like kids. It's so beautiful. And just that element, I think that's another beautiful thing about the island is it brought out like that playfulness in me. I got really serious because I was wounded and traumatized and fucking broken or whatever. And that island through the healing process and through my devotion to fucking dismantling and rebuilding, um, you find your playfulness and it's like the most fucking golden thing. Like that's so important. I don't think people play enough 
whether it's music, whether it's fucking Uno cards or a video game or whatever the fuck the play is. Um, it just, we need to play more um, and, and let that side of us express. So um, yeah. Oh, Ride or Die. I would recommend that. Die. And then I'm in the midst of recording my first album, which is more- Full length. Yeah. From start to finish, um, prob most likely acoustic folk style. And then the second sure. album is going to be electronic. Because I have like, I have friends that are boomers and I have yeah. friends that are like Gen Zers. Well, you do both so well. So don't like, just do both. Yeah. You know, Libra I shit, right? To. I love <laughs> it. For both plates. <laughs> it's not either or, it's both, right? Exactly. And then, um, and let it evolve, you know? But right now I got to get these songs out. They're fucking been in there for like over a decade. Like these need to come hey, out now. Call this a so, kick in the butt. It's like, yeah. no, dude, you got some stuff to do. Okay. Yeah. Hey, her daughter, I forget her name, but it's not. Anastasia Anime. or whatever. Yeah, I was like, I know what it wasn't going to be. Um, yeah. Tell your mom to do it. Uh, no, yeah. I'm I'm not in exactly the same place, but it's like, hey, what are we waiting for? Like, I know the perfect no, condition. It doesn't. There I are know. no perfect conditions. It's just the I best. Uh, it's your mindset. It um, is. But it sounds like you're in a pretty healthy place mentally. Um, yeah. You know, you're sure. not like wearing six masks and all this shit right now. So, no, uh, no. I think you're doing okay. <laughs> like, you know, you're you're chill. So you got to get on it. Uh, in a sense, don't be Captain Von Trap on yourself, but yep. you know, uh, the time is now, right? Exactly. And you know, I'm turning either 42 or 43 this year. Depending. And um, I heard that around 42, women like really like go full fire. I mm. feel it. I feel like there's something where like I overthought so much when I was younger and I wasn't sure and I'm pretty insecure. Like I didn't have um that's why i i got mentors and stuff and to help like strengthen those mental muscles you know because that's all it is is just changing the conversation in your head and literally it's magic <laughs> it's that it's that simple and so i had a lot of like bogey thought forms that were kind of hindering me from either sharing from delivering from um, what was the worst one? What's one, what's the ghost of your like creative past where you're like, fuck that. That really held me down. I'm just curious. You know, Maybe you I don't did have not one show up a lot. Like I got thrown the ball and I just froze, you know, I mean, it's countless times and it became so painful where you're like, I know I could have, you know, done this or shared that or played the song or, um, and so that really forced me to, a no, it's not. It has nothing to do with you, right? Like the ego, um, and so it's something beyond, maybe. Um, but you just got to get out your own way, and that was my problem. I was just in my own way all the fucking time with my head, um, with just like with vipassana, right? Right. What I like about that is it, it helps you to be aware with your nervous system and triggers and sensations, bad or good, and not to to connect or, or uh, attach to either. Just yeah. Just to yeah. observe. And even that you're like, Whoa, it's, it's, it's crazy. I love hearing about that and learning about how our mind works. I mean, with the limited perception that we have right now. Right. But even so, like, let's say you hear this and it triggers a memory of a trauma. Like that's how it fucking is. And you have no idea that that is what like creates that pattern. Hardwired you. Yeah. 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 So um, you know, I remember hearing a cool uh, 
excuse me, podcast with Jewel. Do you know Jewel, the musician? Who Will Save Your Soul? Yes. Yeah, she was on Joe Rogan. And I loved, like, she was homeless and fucking her mom stole millions. Now? she was homeless before she was discovered. But okay, was I was scary. like, holy shit. She's no, 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 that no, I didn't realize this. But I loved how she articulated it, like how she had to hack herself, you know? And that's mm-hmm. what we all have to kind of know ourselves to the degree that we can outsmart ourselves, but within a beneficial and uh, beneficial way, right? So that's that was definitely Kauai for me, like really learning the ticks and why and the failures and... You know, um, but like I said, I'm super sensitive, but it's a good thing. Like people say, oh, you're too sensitive. I'm not that kind of sensitive. I'm energetically like I can fucking know. Perceptive. Uh, Perceptive. Yeah. Like people and and intent. And I've learned how to to navigate that way better through failing, (laughs) through being around the wrong people, you know, with ill intent or selfish intent or whatever, you know. Well, necessity is the mother of invention. So it's like, yeah. man, how many times am I going to, uh, the Bible talks about like, a, a, you know, a, do- a fool is like a dog who eats its own vomit. It's like, how many times am I, I going to just keep doing the same bullshit? And then yeah. at some point you just have to be chill with yourself and just be like, you know what? I, it, there's so many levels. We don't have to go off on this, but it's just it's like, actually wow, really true funny things. <laughs> the self-compassion I think is like the, one of the missing links in the healing process. We give compassion to others, right? Mm-hmm. But we forget to like really direct that to exactly what you said. Um, just being okay with whatever happened and our slips or whatever, but in a really loving way, not like, oh, I did my best or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you not know, a like nihilistic ap- apathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wow. <sighs> that was tough. Well, shit, I'm human. This is funny. I'm a yeah. weird human being human. Yeah, I get it. It's like it it's a trip. Cause it I is. think sometimes uh some of our best moments of being ourselves probably aren't what we would qualify as being our best moments. If that makes sense. Like yeah. you know, in your own mind, you're like, oh man, that was it. That was the time. I wish I could repeat that, or you know, yeah. you cling to that. And then that yeah. might not mean anything to anybody else. And they're like, actually that what you know, that one knock knock joke was killer, man. Like yeah. that that did it or whatever. Um, oh, I thought of something it, about your question about like when I flopped. So I, I was writing okay. um, a song on my guitar and I went to sing it at the Unity Church. <laughs> it was so bad. I was so nervous that my throat like closed up and it was like I squeaked the song and I was like sweating. I knew <laughs> I was flopping it, but I was like, fuck. Like, you know, Push you can through. hear it. <laughs> and I actually, it scared me enough. And like the people that I knew were like, like the response i just knew it just confirmed like that was probably the worst thing, time i've ever <laughs> Can't get worse than that yeah i guess you could lose your larynx i guess yeah. but uh oh it's yeah. not fun uh, yeah we were on stage once and i was just stoned i mean i was usually stoned when i was playing uh that's another reason i'm like trying to figure out like it's like man having a relationship with drugs and music if you kind of like codependent them at some level mm-hmm. It it gets weird to not bad, but it's it's weird. It's you know it's not the same. Uh, not being stoned and uh, playing, but um, basically we're up there, and my brother wrote these songs, and I'm like kind of just doing whatever, and then literally it's like scarred me. I, I mean, I'll la- I laugh about it. But it's like this is still not fun. Like he basically was like, you know, he's on the drum and he's like da da da, like doing like the melody or whatever I was supposed to be doing, and I just kind of came out of my reverie and was just like. PTSD'd on stage. It was gnarly. So I mean, now I can laugh about it, but at the time I was just like kill me like yeah, or, you yeah. know whatever so uh yeah human it's funny because on the one i mean you're an artist expression is like the 
the image of God in us or whatever, you know, it's like, it's the mm-hmm. highest calling in a sense uh, mm-hmm. to be able to express authentically um, and reflect processes and, and stories and compartmentalized emotions and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we are oddly frail, uh, very real and, you know, humble. It's humbling to remember, you know, we're not just Napoleon all the time, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, like there's limits here, right? Even he got sentenced to Alba or whatever. So it's just like, actually he got sentenced to one Island, Napoleon, and then he escaped or some shit. They had to take him to another place oh, way wow. further away. So wow. it's like, we're, we're funny little things. Um, is there anything we haven't talked about that you would like to discuss uh, or anything on that level? I mean, I think we've kind of did a drive by of who thou art, but I just want to make sure there wasn't like, you know, Oh, my son or, you know, whatever. Oh. It's like, uh, uh no son oh well actually speaking of son i had a stepson and he passed away he was only 21 it was that was kind of a shaker this year um I'm sorry. Uh, yeah i mean it's just always a weird thing um i'm that sure people can relate. It, it's the closest one but also i have such a different head on my shoulders than i've ever had so it was like real practice you know to to not dip into what we're programmed it means um, to feel into where he was at and their peace, you know? So like it, there's just, you can't describe it, but that was also a certain level of fire. That's like, fucking just do it all like balls to the wall. Now, you know, we are not guaranteed anything. Fucking everything is upside down. Um, uh, I just don't give fucks anymore where I used to before, <laughs> you know? So, um, just, yeah, the hesitation for me was probably the most painful thing. All the times I hesitated and could have wanted to, mm-hmm. but didn't. And now I'm like, Why that's not? all I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Whipping them through. <laughs> that's what's up. Well, I'm glad we caught you on a upswing, it seems. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be checking you out and, and cool. hitting you up randomly and be like, check out this song. Yeah, I won't harass you. Don't worry. No, oh, I, wasn't about, I was more anyway. like Stereolab. Do you know about Stereolab? Do you know about Air? You, I mean, yeah. there's a whole world of music. Yeah. Oh, shit. I saw okay, yeah. too. Had to, you know, uh, way back yeah, at the we'll, forum and, we'll and Coachella. Have to out about this shit. Because uh, <laughs> I knew you were Team Rabbit Hole before you came on. I was just like, sometimes I, I knew I was tell. too. And I was like, bruh, she's, she's down. She's cool. So um, I guess if there's any, uh, we've been putting your link and stuff, but people should check oh, out your SoundCloud you. and your yeah. uh, website, which I guess is kind of mm-hmm. linking up all the things. Um, yeah. it's but is there a last, it doesn't have to be your epitaph forever all time, but uh-huh. is there kind of a nugget of wisdom you want to leave us with? You actually already said it, live and let live. It's just the theme, you know for me and i i feel like people aren't letting others live i'm horrible at that trust me i seem chill but i'm like i'm I'm captain von trap more than you all are i mean even i struggle but as soon as much as i can remember you know it's just way freer and easier and more beneficial right (laughs) you get more fun but it's like in the end who fucking cares if you're happy like you don't care if someone else is doing whatever you know honestly yeah, that seems about right. Uh, I've been doing something weird, which is reading Yogi T quotes because oh, I, I have it. all these Yogi Tea. They're it. all great. Yeah. Today's was the one who listens understands. Ooh. So, guys, we got two ears and one mouth. Although we should be singing and not clogging up throat chakras, like you were saying. <laughs> Maybe we don't have to go to Kauai for that. Um, you know, uh, pay attention and then yeah. reflect what you've experienced. And that will be a key for somebody else. Guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, sweet. 
Awesome. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank Thanks you. everybody for listening. Last thing I'd like to know is would you like us to play Ride or Die as the outro? Because I just sure. loaded it up so we can do yeah. that. Thank All right you. then. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim, as always. Next time. Thank you.